has joined us once again. Thank you for joining us in this Life Changes Empowering Center service. We give God the glory and we pray to God that you are protected, sheltered in a time like this in Jesus' name. We give God the praise that you are still standing. We give God the praise that you're still healthy. We give God the praise that you are healed. We give God the praise that is revealing his care, his hand of protection over your life. That in a time where thousands are dropping, but you, because of God's love, because of God, you are protected, you are sheltered. May the blood of Jesus shelter you and cut off every evil and give you a mindset, praise be to God, a consciousness that knows that God is your protector, God is your fountain, He is your foundation, He is your fortress. Praise be to God. Thank you for joining us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise be to God. Father, as we pray together, we want to thank you for a time like this to acknowledge that it's not because of our intellect that we've come this far, not because we know so much, not because we are well uh, prepared, Father God, but because you have been able to stand in the gap that you fulfill your word upon each person out there that calls on your name, that you said in your word that you shall not allow oppression to come near to us, that we shall hear of terror and oppression, but they shall not come near to us, that you shall not allow these pestilences to come near to us. Father, we thank you for protecting us and sheltering us from all evil in all ways in Jesus' name. This moment in time, we present our hearts, our spirit, our mind, our souls, Lord, to be edified in the grace of God, that you alone be glorified in that which we hear. In Jesus' name, can we say amen? Praise be to God. Let us get into the word as we bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name. As we come to the knowledge of God's word, it is important and imperative for us to understand nothing just happened. We find ourselves having come into this season called the COVID-19 season unexpectedly, praise God, and many things have happened beyond our expectation. But I keep to remind believers out there that your father is still in control, that our God is still in control no matter how. But it's my prayer that let not this season go by, pass by, without you being reminded that all things work together for your good in Jesus' name. Even this COVID-19, I pray that it shall work together for your good, either in reminding you of the sovereignty of God, either reminding you of the love of God, either reminding you of the mercies of God, but in whichever way it is, wherever this COVID season has found you, I pray that it may work a work in you to produce in you a knowledge, a reminder, an understanding of an appreciation of the mighty God. Praise be to God. It has also made us to understand as I opened before and I said here, we are coming to the revelation of understanding the relevancy of family. 
There are some people that are lonely in their own house, not, by, not because uh, sometimes by choice, no, but it's because of the design of what COVID has happened. And uh, they feel they need somebody naked near to them. They feel they need somebody next to them, but none to be found. But to God be the glory that this season is opening our eyes to understand the importance of relationships, importance of friendships, importance of loved ones, importance of family. Wherever you are, may we learn to strengthen the belief in those basic things that we may be edified in our living day to day in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Today, I would like to introduce to you the unveiling the believer. Praise God. Unveiling the believer. It is paramount that in times like this, we are not lost into the ways of the world, but we stand to hold on to the convictions of what God has said we are. You see, when God says it, it is the God that calleth those things that are not as though they are. Because when he calls you holy, it's not because you have done any holy thing, but he calls you holy because in his eyes he sees you holy. So we must learn to embrace what God has called us. Many times we get lost on what the world has engineered and we completely become confused and leave and drop our convictions. But today... In unveiling the believer, we're going to remind ourselves of the things that God has said we are. Praise be to God. It is relevant that you understand who you've become. And I want us to start our journey today in Luke chapter 9, praise God, as we open verse 54. Luke chapter 9, verse 54. We relate with a group of disciples that, were, um, that had a challenge of identity. And that Jesus put them straight. And we look at it, it says, And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, what did they see? Praise be to God. They saw that they were being hindered from coming through. Let's put it from verse 53. Put on verse 53 to bring understanding and context into it. And they did not receive him. These were the Samaritans. Because his face was as though he would as though he would go to Jerusalem. Let's put on verse 54. Praise God. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Praise be to God. In this text we come to understand that though the disciples were not born again at this moment in time, but they were following Jesus. They were seeing Jesus. They were looking and hearing at what he was saying to them. This incident reveals to us that even if they were walking with him, even if they were with him, they actually never knew who they were. They never understood who they were. 
they related themselves to Elijah who was of the old covenant. As believers, we must know what we have become in Christ. Praise be to God. Jesus straightened them out and said, You know not, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are. So it makes us to understand there is a needfulness to know what spirit we are made of. Jesus puts John and James in their rightful place to tell them, you want to do things that are not relative to you. Yes, Elijah did the mighty miracles. Elijah called fire down from heaven. Elijah destroyed the prophets of Baal. Elijah did whatever he did in his days. But God is trying to reveal to us, a believer today is not of the spirit of Elijah. A believer today does not stand in the spirit of Elijah. A believer today is of Christ and in Christ and is a child of God in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. So the Lord is revealing us to us that it is a needfulness, a requirement for a believer to understand the spirit that is in him. To understand what he has become. We are not destroyers of men. We are saviors of men. We put ourselves in a place to save men. Praise God. The spirit upon us is a spill to save. Praise be to God. In Jesus name. So it is paramount that we understand what we have become. What spirit we have received. We see again in Ephesians chapter 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 1 verse 16 we see paul is praying for the church to god be the glory in verse 16 paul is praying for the church and he says cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers praise god and verse 17 it says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, it is paramount for us to receive the spirit that reveals Jesus Christ. That is the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the duties and the most paramount duties of the Holy Spirit is not to make you rich, no, but it is to reveal Christ. Because when he reveals Christ, everything in your life will become clarity. It will become clear. The knowledge of Jesus Christ will bring you and usher you into the inheritance that God has brought into your life. In Jesus' name. So it is relevant for us to understand that we are endowed with the spirit of wisdom and revelation for the purpose of knowledge in him. For the purpose of having understanding of who he is. Of coming to know who he is. We cannot know who he is. We cannot know what he is without knowing who we are. We cannot know who we are without knowing who he is. We must open our eyes to what he is that we may discover who we are. Praise be to God. So he continues in verse 18 and he says, The eyes of the purpose of this wisdom is that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, praise God, that ye may know what is the hope of, of his calling and what are the riches, praise be to God, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense to God be the glory. 
the purpose of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him is to open their eyes of our understanding. What do we need to understand? That we may know. We may know. So there is a purposeful for a believer to know the hope of his calling. To know what he has been called to. To know what he has been ushered into to know what he has become the calling has a becoming there is a becoming when you are called when somebody is called for service he becomes a call comes with a becoming when somebody says i call you my son in other words you become a child in that family there is a becoming when god called us to him we became praise be to god God. We became, Father, we be, be glorified in this, in Jesus' name. He said that being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. In other words, it is the knowing that opens your eyes to the inheritance. Without knowing, you cannot come into the inheritance. It is when your eyes are open that you come into the inheritance. What are my eyes open to? Open to my identity. Open to who I am. Open to what he did for me. Open to who he is. That when I know who he is, I come to undiscover, to understand who I am. The knowledge of God is what brings us into his, the inheritance that he has kept among us the saints in Jesus' name. I pray today that your eyes are open to God be the glory. That you may know the hope of his calling. That you may know what he has called you to be. What he has called you to become in Jesus name. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. We are, we are called on to walk worthy. Praise be to God. To walk worthy. Come on somebody say amen. To walk worthy. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. He says to us. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Praise God. Walk worthy. In other words, have the right identity that meets your calling. Hallelujah. Embrace the identity. Walk worthy means that it means that walk circumspect. Walk accordingly. Walk in line with what you've been called. Don't call yourself cast when you are called for holy things. God has called you holy, so walk holy, praise God. Don't call yourselves um, an outcast when God has called you the son of God. Don't call yourself a, a cast when you have been called into the family. Walk worthy. Walk according to your calling calling. The calling is salvation. Praise be to God. Walk like somebody who's been saved. Walk like somebody who's been set apart. Walk like somebody God has died for. Walk like somebody whose bills have been paid. Walk like somebody that you have nothing missing, nothing lacking, but God has supplied every godly thing, every spiritual thing that you need in your life. Praise be to God. So he says, I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation. 
worthy of what Christ has done? Do you stand worthy of what Christ has done? Praise God. Do you see yourself that you are delivered? Do you see yourself you have been an overcomer? Do you see yourself Christ has called you to, co to holiness? Christ has called you to salvation. In other words, he's saying, walk worthy in that which you have been called. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we give you praise. So we must learn to understand that the calling we've been called is salvation. And we are called to walk worthy of what we have been called to. But how can we walk worthy when we are not equipped? We must learn to be equipped, praise be to God. We must learn to be equipped with the knowledge of what we have become. Equipped with the understanding of what we have become. Equipped in the knowledge of, 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 of the entitlement God has given to us. Let us look at 2 Timothy, praise be to God, chapter 3, verse 15. And we see how we can learn to equip ourselves. Praise be to God. 2 Timothy chapter, he says to us, and that from a child, this is Timothy being told, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. This boy invested in the knowing the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. So the scriptures make a person wise. Wise for what purpose? And to salvation. Wise to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So the purpose of the scriptures are not just to make you rich, and not just to make you healed, they make you wise. Because the fundamental thing that we need in Christ is wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. That when you know something, when you know of wisdom, you know how to apply. So salvation, the, the scriptures are for wisdom. To give us a wisdom that helps us to apply salvation or helps us to walk in salvation. That helps us to benefit from salvation. That helps us to see how what salvation has done. If you are not equipped with the wisdom of the scripture, you are not able to walk in salvation the way you ought to walk. Because scriptures are the eye openers of telling you that you are not cast but you are blessed. The scriptures what tells you that you are not demonic, but you are a child of God. It is the scriptures that lines us. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what is around you. It doesn't matter what stands around you. The scripture is true. When it says greater is he that is inside you than he that is in the world, you don't debate about it. You stand on what the Lord has said and walk with that, knowing greater is he that is working in me that he he alone is an overcomer and he has made me an overcomer in Jesus name so the scriptures are the ones that make us wise. Wise to walk in salvation. I walk in salvation wisely. This is not just walking. In others, I live in salvation wisely. Applying the scripture. Knowing he has said. And he has said he will never leave me. No. Forsake me. Knowing wherever I find myself. And even if I see a thousand against me. I will believe that the Lord is on my side. Praise be to God. So we must walk worthy of the calling. As we grow again, we're unveiling the believer today. The believer must walk in that understanding. Look at verse 16. It says to us, praise God, this is what the scriptures ought to be. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. 
and is profitable for doctrine. In other words, for giving us the right understanding of doctrine, praise God. For reproof, for reproof, praise be to God. In other words, for bringing evidence, hallelujah, evidence in the name of Jesus that we, we may start to not to pick things anyhow and combine them so that because this is this, even when the scripture doesn't talk about it, we, we, we start to follow doctrines that don't know. He's saying that you may have the conviction, the right proof of what salvation is all about. The right proof, he says, for reproof, for correction. In other words, it is the scripture that has to correct us. We don't stand upon scriptures to feed it what we think. No, with the scripture feeds us, it corrects us, it puts us right. It says, for instruction in righteousness. I must live a life instructed by scriptures of what righteousness is. Praise be to God. I don't go about making my own righteousness. I must stand on what the scriptures described as righteousness. That a man who's born again, even if he's not done any holy act, as long as he accepts Jesus with his heart and confesses with his mouth salvation, that man from that moment on has become the righteousness of God. So we cannot debate that and start to say this man needs deliverance. This man needs, you know, when he becomes the righteousness of God, that means God has set him apart. He has become the right way of which God puts people right. Praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. In other words, righteousness is saying he is exactly as God wants him to be. Father, we give you praise. So the scripture is the instructor. And we go to First Peter, First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. It helps us to understand something about this salvation that we are talking about in which we are made to be wise. He says, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. Praise be to God. In other words, salvation here is mentioned to be the main subject in the whole Bible. Praise be to God. From Genesis all the way. Genesis chapter 3, let me say that one. From Genesis chapter 3, even you will find in the Bible, even before the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. Even before the foundation of the world, you will see that the mind of God is salvation. The mind of God is salvation to save. Praise be to God. So he tells us here that the prophets, in all their writings, they inquired of this salvation diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto us? The subject of scripture is salvation. The subject of scripture is and a believer ought to know what he has become in that salvation. This is why we're going to start to understand the knowledge of what we have become in the salvation of God. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Firstly, we must understand what the believer is. The believer has received eternal life. Praise God. I said the believer has received... Uh, internal life and we go to John chapter 3 verse 16 to discover what internal life is what the believer has become the bible tells us praise God for God who loved the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life so anybody who believes in jesus christ as savior has received everlasting everlasting life so the description of a believer is that he has everlasting everlasting life praise the lord i have everlasting life somebody say amen what does that mean to have everlasting life then that means that you are you may never perish in other words internal life has been given to you with a purpose that they shall never be perishing upon you we don't know how god is gonna do it but one thing we know that when he shall appear we shall be just like him living forever praise be to god that's what internal life is that when he shall appear we shall be just like him who never dies like him who's gonna live forever who lives forever and more in jesus name come on somebody say amen john chapter 6 verse 47 the lord tells us in that scripture john chapter 6 verse 47 praise be to god he says Thank you. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me has everlasting life. He that believeth on me has uh, everlasting life. Praise be to God. That he that believeth on me has everlasting This is not going to have. He's not about to have. He's not going to die and have. No. Right now, anybody that believes has uh, everlasting life he has everlasting life in him he has internal life inside him somebody say amen a believer is not going to have but he already has this life right now john chapter 10 verse 28 he also helps us to understand something clearly praise be to god we are describing and unveiling the believer we are unveiling the believer praise be to god that when a believer is in Christ Jesus, he has internal, eternal life. Look at what he says in 10, 28. He says, and I give unto them internal life. Who are these? These are the believers. I give unto them internal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. The internal life comes with security. Internal life comes with security. Praise be to God. That we have a confidence that because we've received internal life, with it comes the capability, the ability for Jesus to protect us with all his status of internal status with all his glory he has made sure they shall never perish they shall never perish praise be to god he has assured us they shall never perish brothers and sisters wherever you are and wherever this finds you god has assured you there is no perishing in those that have believed that jesus is lord and the savior of their life there is no perishing for you that is an assurance of security in first john chapter 5 verse 11 first john chapter 5 verse 11 we want to read it to, to verse 13. It says, and this is the record, praise be to God, that God has given us. He's not going to give us, but he has 
given to us. Praise God. We are not going to get internal life. We've already got internal life. This is something that has already, it has already been deposited. He says that God has given to us internal life. And this life is in his son. Praise be to God. He that has the son. Does anybody have the son? The believer has the son. He that has the son has this life. Has life. And he that has not the son has not life. And verse 13 he says, These things have I written unto you that believe. That do what? That those that believe on the name of the Son of God, that they may know that ye have internal. He has repeated it over and over. That ye have internal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. I came to assure you, there is no weapon fashioned against you that shall prosper. For you have internal life inside of you. In this season of COVID-19, you gotta grow stronger. You've got to be you've got to be persuaded that the one you have committed to has protected you has assigned internal life in you in the name of Jesus you gotta shake it off if it is a, you, you gotta be like Paul even when a snake bites him he shook it off praise be to God because I need you to understand the one who promised the one who has given you that life he is sure to make sure it will do what it is set out to do. Praise be to God. Somebody wherever you are say I have internal life. In Jesus name. We have internal life because we as believers we have the son of God. Now how do we get this? Look at it. In Praise God. In, in um, John chapter 17 verse 1. John chapter 17 verse 1 and 3. We want it what 1 to 3. It says this word spark Jesus. Praise God. John chapter 17 verse 1, praise God. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, and thy son also may glorify thee. Verse 2, as thou hast given him power, that power is authority over all flesh, that he should give, he should give, he should Give internal life to as many as thou hast given him. Have you been given to Christ? He says as many has been given him to receive internal life. And he said this is life internal. That they might know thee. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Even Jesus, in other words, that and there is an and that says, even Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I come to tell you today, believer, you may be in this world, but you don't belong to this world. You have internal life bubbling inside of you. And God is saying to you and me today, praise be to God, to em 
to be develop our convictions in what we have become. You have internal life. And by having internal life, you have assurance in God that you are not just like they. You are different. You are above. You are not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. The life inside of you is the life of the Son of God. Oh, somebody say, I have internal life. Praise be to God. So we have, Christ has been given the mandate to do. And we get it by knowing him. We get internal life by... So that's the one I wanted to reveal to you. That you must know I have internal life. Having internal life, how does it help me in my daily walk? Because it is my knowledge, my perspective, my conviction that the life I have is unperishable. The life I have is forever. That I'm not intimidated by anything. You see, many times we're intimidated just because we don't know what we have become. But when you know what you have become, nothing can intimidate you. What has happened to a believer? Point number two we want to see again. Praise be to God. A believer has been reconciled. Somebody say I've been reconciled. In Jesus name. You have been reconciled. A believer is reconciled. In other words a believer. Any gap that was between a believer and God has been removed. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Praise be to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you're there say Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us in chapter in, in verse 17, chapter 5, let's take it from verse 17. He says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 18, he says, And all things are of God who has committed us, who has committed all things. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the mystery, the ministry of reconciliation. Praise be to God. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Praise God. I say praise the Lord. In other words, God was in Christ reconciling the world back to him. And he's making us understand that when he was doing that, he was not condemning. He died before we are saved. But he died when we are sinners. Praise be to God. He died when we were we were sinners, praise God. He died when we were his enemies. He died when we were not friends. He died when we were doing our own things. He died to reconcile us to himself. Now that we are reconciled, praise God, we are also saved by his life. Praise be to God. So he says that 
if he has reconciled us here, I want you to notice something there. That all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. He has removed the enmity. He has removed the gap that was within him, within us and him. And we are no longer aliens, praise God, from God. But he has made us partakers, hallelujah, of that divine nature in Jesus' name. So I don't want a believer looking at themselves as if God is far off, as if God has forsaken them. No, God has reconciled you. Somebody say, I'm reconciled. You've been reconciled to God. You are not an enemy to God. God is not after you. God is not against you. He says in verse 19 there, he says, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world. The what? The world unto himself, not imputing their transgression. He's makosa. God is not in the business of picking and choosing what you did, what you didn't do. He's not pointing at your sins, at your faults, here and there. No, if he did it in Christ, reconciled us when we were sinners, forgave us when we were sinners, praise be to God, never knew him, not only believers, but the whole world was reconciled, praise God. The only thing that the effect of reconciliation takes place when somebody comes into Jesus Christ and accepts Christ as Savior. And then the reconciliation takes place. Praise be to God. Oh, somebody say I'm reconciled. God is not in the business of pointing these sins upon you. No, you must believe I'm reconciled. Somebody say I'm reconciled. Yes, I'm reconciled. In the same light, we got to know how you are reconciled. I want us to look at uh, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Praise be to God. The, the Bible tells us that the believer has been redeemed. Christ has redeemed us. Praise God. Christ has. So the third point you need to hear today about the identity of a believer. The believer is redeemed. The believer is redeemed. Praise be to God. That means that he has been brought back. That means he has been uh, purchased back. Praise be to God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Cursed is everyone that... He hanged on the tree that you may be free. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. He has redeemed us. He has, uh, he has redeemed us. In this redemption, there was a substitution sacrifice. In other words, Christ became the sacrifice. Hallelujah. That then we became him. We became free as he is. Because he was the sacrifice for our sins. Sacrifice for our wrongdoing. Sacrifice for every wrong that we did. He took it upon him. Praise be to God. And he became the sacrifice. Can we say amen? In doing this, there was a substitution. He was a substitutional sacrifice. You see, in the Old Testament, they always had a, 
they, 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 they had a God. They had these gods that they, they had to speak upon it. The sins. And one God was let go and another God was slain. So that God that was slain is like Christ right here. And Christ became our sin. Praise be to God took them upon him and suffered the punishment of our sin that he may be the price of our redemption. Praise be to God. And that is why he, he became the curse. Glory be to God. He became what? Curse. He became a curse. Christ took the curse upon himself. Hallelujah. Whichever curse, which curse are we talking about? The curse of the law. Yes. Are there other curses? Yes, there are other curses. But there is no greater curse than what the curse of the law brought upon people. The curse of the law was in rebellion of the law of God. And that curse constituted greater things. Praise be to God. It constituted death. It constituted all kind of punishment. But he helps us to understand clearly here that being made a curse for us, Christ became a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. He took my place. He took your place. That I may identify myself to his life. Praise be to God. He that had no sin became sin. That I may become the righteousness. There was an exchange between me and him. Thank you, Jesus. Our identity is not in the curse anymore. Because the guy whose curse died with him, praise be to God. But the guy who lives now, praise God, he lives with the identity of Jesus Christ. Because Christ took my place. Oh, praise be to God. Let's look at it deeper. Titus 2.14, praise be to God. Are you redeemed? The redeemed, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible says in Titus 2.14, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us? He gave. It was a willingness from him that he allowed it to be, praise God. He did not rebel against God. He allowed it to be. He gave himself for us to redeem us from, the, from all iniquity. From, I didn't say, from all iniquity. And purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works. So, I don't know whatever iniquity that you think may bring a curse to you. God has said Jesus was given to redeem you from all iniquity. From all, to redeem us from all iniquity. And purify it unto himself a peculiar people serious for good works. So I don't know what kind of curse, I don't know what kind of thing can hold on you that can defeat the blood and the sacrifice that Jesus has offered. He said no iniquity is able to suffice. No iniquity is able to stand against what Christ has paid. He gave himself to redeem us from our sins, to redeem us from our iniquity. He redeemed us from everything. And then not just redeem us from iniquity, but to purify us. Purify. 
Even now, he's doing a purification in your thinking. He's doing a purification in your meditation. He's purifying uh, that you may align your mind to his mindset. To purify for himself. To purify for himself. So there is no iniquity strong enough that can hold you in a curse if you are in Christ Jesus. You've been redeemed. Somebody says, I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. This is the identity of a believer. Praise be to God. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. What does it say? Neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by the, his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. Praise be to God. He finished it. Praise be to God. Once and for all, he's not going to die again. You don't try to cry over what iniquity your fathers did over what iniquities you and think of Christ to die again no if you are not born again yes come into Jesus be born again and receive this internal redemption but to the believer who's born again praise be to God you have stepped into Christ hallelujah the history is gone the past is gone you've been redeemed and it doesn't say just for a time it doesn't say for a short time but internal redemption internal without an end forever and ever and ever you are redeemed praise be to God somebody shout I am redeemed I am redeemed it is internal redemption it is not perhaps. It is not for a short time. It is forever. Don't stand in Christ unworthily. Don't stand in Christ unworthily. Trying to say that you are this and you are this. Things that he has said you are not. If you are a believer, praise be to God, you are redeemed internally. Internally. Internal redemption. Praise be to God. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. You are redeemed internally. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18. To God be the glory. We are reading scriptures. We are growing in the word of God. So that we may change our mindset. He says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. In other words, our redemption, the price of our redemption is not corruptible. It is still going on even up to now. It is not that it is you are redeemed by bread and bread rots and it becomes rotten that it has no value anymore. No, the redemption the redemption price hallelujah is internal is what he said that you are not redeemed with corruptible things of as silver and gold from from your vain conversation received by tradition from your forefathers so this is why i'm trying to say I don't care what curse your father may have left behind. 
I don't care what sin he did. If you come into Jesus Christ, praise be to God. If you step into Christ, he becomes the detergent. He becomes the remedy. He becomes the cleansing power. He becomes, hallelujah, your refuge. He becomes the one that cuts that cord off every curse that holds you back. Why? Because he's done it according to the price he's paid. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Can somebody say amen? I am redeemed. I said I am redeemed. It doesn't matter what your fathers may have done or your mothers may have done. As long as you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you are re redeemed, praise God. You are purchased a possession of God that no man has claim over. Praise be to God. You are actually his trophy. Praise be to God. You are his trophy. Father, we give you praise. Glorify you. Look at verse 19. He says, this is how we were redeemed. This is the price of us. He says, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of the lamb without blemish and without spot, this was our price. No blemish. The things that bought you don't corrupt. I'm redeemed and never going back. Praise God. I'm redeemed and never going back. Hallelujah. I am redeemed. Praise be to God. I'm redeemed from every works of men. I'm redeemed from every curse. Praise be to God. I am redeemed in Christ Jesus. I am let the redeemed say so. Praise be to God. I am redeemed. One thing that you need to open your eyes as well. I want us to go to unveiling the believer. Unveiling a believer. Look at, verse, look at Romans chapter 8 verse 1. We are unveiling the believer. We are unveiling the believer. Thank you Jesus. The believer has no condemnation. Akateli bayanaga. I said the believer has no. There is therefore now no. There is therefore now no. Condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Praise God. There is therefore now no condemnation. A believer has no condemnation. I say a believer has no it doesn't matter what has happened before you lived. Whatever person did, whatever they did. If you are born of God and you have come into Christ Jesus, the cord that connects you to that curse was cut. You are no longer sucking from that cord. Hallelujah. Your life comes from the lineage of Jesus Christ. Your life comes from the lineage of God. Praise be to God. For now there is no condemnation. There is no so that is why a believer must walk worthy, understanding what he has become. Anything that brings accusation against you, you say, no, I'm not condemned, praise God. But there is therefore no condemnation to them, hallelujah, to them that are in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No condemnation shall touch you. No condemnation shall prevail over you. No condemnation shall stand against you. Am I talking to anybody here? 
Romans chapter 4 verse 7 tells us, hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 verse 7 helps us to understand clearly. The Bible says, saying, chapter 4 verse 7, saying, blessed are those. This was David saying, blessed are those. Blessed are, are they whose iniquity are forgiven. And whose sins are covered. Praise be to God. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will impute, will not impute sin. Will not impute. Doesn't mean the man did not sin. But God says, I will not impute sin. I will not look unto their sin. I will not condemn them for their trespasses. Because they have believed in Christ Jesus. Praise God. God has covered his eyes over that. And why? Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. What am I saying to you today? Praise be to God. That you need to walk worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus has set for us. Of the goodness that Jesus has portrayed for us. Of the work, the finished work of Christ that he has fulfilled for us. In Jesus name. What has he done for us? Praise be to God. He has forgiven us. What has he done for us? He is nothing, no condemnation against us. Praise be to God. Look at what he tells us in John chapter 3 verse 18. He that believes on him is not condemned. He that believes on him is not. This is clear that a believer does not walk under condemnation. A believer does not walk. That he that believes on him is not, is not condemned. Praise be to God. But he that believes not is condemned already. Now, there is something to note here. He said he's condemned already. In other words, he's not saying that God is condemning, but he says here, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the condemnation is not that God is pointing the fingers upon the world to point at their faults. God has done his part to provide forgiveness, redemption, that the world may be free from condemnation. But he has put the condition there and he said that this is free for everybody who believes, praise be to God. So the only time a man condemns himself is when he rejects Jesus Christ as the Savior. When God says, this is the way of life and you should go through this way and a man looks away, it is not God who has condemned that man. That man by looking away and finding another means, he's condemning himself to the means that are not of God. He is making himself a slave to those things that don't bring life, to those things that will result in death. And that is why God is saying here to us, he that believes is not condemned, but he that believes not is already condemned. And the reason of condemnation is the rejection of Jesus Christ. Does that mean God is the one condemning? No, it means the person is condemning himself. 
Because God has given him a choice and says A or B. But I ask you to choose A. I tell you choose. And when that man ends to choose B, he condemns himself. So the condemnation is man-made. Praise be to God. And so God is telling us he has no condemnation. A believer has no once you believe in Christ, no condemnation is upon you. Believe in Christ and you shall stand. Praise be to God. Look at John 5.24 as we come to a closure of this. John 5.24, what does he say to us? Praise be to God. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent him, sent me, has everlasting life. Praise be to God. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to, to life. Praise be to God. We are dealing with understanding that the believer has no condemnation upon them. The believer has no... Believers should stop walking around and saying, God has condemned me because of the sins of my father. God has condemned me because of this. God, God is not in the business of condemning people. God is in the business of saving. God is in the business of offering salvation. God is offering salvation when you choose to be saved and you change your mindset to follow God that way. You will find the benefits of the inheritance that are in following God. Praise God. God has said, I've given you life and death. Choose ye today what you should be. Many people are choosing lines of death, but I pray to you, believer, that you choose life. Hallelujah. We are choosing life today in Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen? Praise be to God. So the most important thing to recognize today, that a believer has an identity. A believer has a, an identity. The identity is that he has internal life. He has been reconciled. He's not an enemy to God. Thirdly, he is redeemed. Praise be to God. He has been redeemed. And fourthly, as we shall continue to see other matters, the believer has no condemnation. The believer has no... He has no condemnation. So when Paul says, walk ye worthy of your calling, walk worthy, not like people condemned. Walk worthy, not like people who are looking down who still need to be saved. Walk knowing I know whose I am. I know who I am. I know what God has made me. I'm not a failure. I'm not condemned. I'm not cursed. Why? Because once you are in Christ Jesus, praise be to God, the cord has been cut. In Jesus' name. May the Lord open your understanding today. That you may explore this knowledge of unveiling a believer. You cannot know yourself until you look into the finished work of Jesus Christ. That work was yours. That work was yours. That work was yours, praise be to God. Jesus did that work to reveal the goodness that he has portrayed in you. I need you to open your understanding today. That no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. The work he began in you, Christ is willing and fulfill, to fulfill it to the finishing of it in Jesus' name. This is the confidence we must develop in our Lord. That he has identified us according to his own life. I am because he is. I am because he is. 
He was because I was. He was seen because I was seen. But now that he has resurrected, praise God, I identify with his life. He is gone to heaven to and having reconciled me between me and God. He is in heaven representing you and me. How dare we say that we who are born again in Christ, we still carry curses when God has paid the price. When God has paid the price. Many of you are parents. Imagine you give your son as a sacrifice and still the problem has not been sorted. And still the problem has not been sorted. That is what we look at it. You start to say, oh, my child died in vain. Because the person I made my child to die for has not recognized what is going on in his life. And that's what I'm opening your eyes to you. Allow the righteousness of God that comes by faith to be in your life. Allow the righteousness of God to be expressed in your life. That you are no longer condemned. You are no longer an outcast. You are no longer a distance from God. As we go through this chapter, you will come to the realization you have partaken his nature. To God be the glory. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I declare to you, no curse has power to hold a grip on you. No devil has a power to hold a grip on you. Yes, for Christ has brought you right into himself that you have taken on not your life, but his life. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you be, just lift your hands and say, no demon has a place in my life. No demon has power over me. No demonic life shall follow me. I am delivered in the name of Jesus. I am forgiven in Jesus' name. I am reconciled in Jesus' name. I am redeemed in Jesus' name. I am forgiven in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I have eternal life in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise be to God. Whatever it is that poses against you, align yourself with the wisdom of God. It is not what you do that is going to make you a difference. It's what you know and believe. That's what brings a difference in your life. Knowing Christ. What he has done for you. Accepting it. But when you go about to confess, to do things that you think are the ones that make you holy, no, he has made you holy. All you need to do is accept it. Accept it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. You know, we have this tendency about human beings that we always want to do something. To do something, to become something. No. The doing of a believer is believing. The doing of a believer is we do from the act of belief. From the foundation of belief. That is where we do. We believe. I believe I'm born again. So I walk born again. I believe I'm saved. I walk saved. I believe I'm above and not beneath. So I walk above and not beneath. I live my life as forgiven. 
Not I live my life as condemned. I know I'm forgiven, so I live forgiven. Praise be to God. I don't live going around condemned, calling things of my fathers, what they did. No, 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 no. I'm forgiven in Christ Jesus. So I walk with my head high, hallelujah. Knowing I'm reconciled to God, hallelujah. I'm no longer captive of sin, but I am reconciled to the King of Kings in Jesus' name. I don't walk with my head down looking at what I do, what I did. Even if I am the most purest person ever done anything. Without Christ, I'm nothing. Without Christ, I'm empty. I encourage you believers today. Arise to unveil your identity. And this world is too small to hold you. Praise be to God. May we arise to understand who we have become. We honor you, Father God, and we thank you. I declare and I pray that everybody that has been underneath the sound of my voice, today in the name of Jesus, you are going to see greatness rise in you because you arise up to the nature of what God has made you. Arise up to the nature of what God has made you. I am above and not beneath. You should have that confession within you. Have that persistence, that understanding. I have become... The righteousness of God in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. God be the glory. Yes, I've been changed. Praise the Lord. And I have been redeemed. As we sing this song, we ask you to join us. To God be the glory. As we celebrate the King of Kings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Free, delivered, I found joy, peace, Hallelujah. grace, and favor. Thank you, Jesus. I've been changed. I have been changed. I have been healed. Hallelujah. Free. I'm free. Delivered. Thank you, Lord. I found joy. Peace. Peace. Grace.
saints of God, take that change upon your life. That you're no longer under chains. Just as you accepted Jesus as your Savior, so let it be in your life that you walk so. Knowing that he is the remedy to everything that is spiritual in your life. He is not going to do it. He's not about doing it. He did it in his resurrection. You made an exchange with him. That he died in your place. And in rising again to life, he recreated you. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And as we go on to unveil the believer in Christ, I encourage you to be part of this series. May God bless you. May God increase you. May you grow in the wisdom of God. I declare upon you that you are strong and are more than a conqueror. I declare upon you that greater is he that is in you than that which is in the world. I speak over you victory, which is our faith, praise be to God. I declare upon you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I decree upon you that you are going above and not beneath the head and on the tail. May the peace of God that surpasses man's understanding fill your heart in Jesus' name. May you be encouraged forevermore. Hallelujah. In all things in Jesus' name. You are going higher. 
I declare that this season is not going to depart until it fulfills the awakening required in you. May God awaken you to his righteousness. May God awaken you to his sovereignty. May God awaken you to the truth of who he is. May you be awakened to the graciousness of our Father. God bless you and we thank you all for joining us and those that have been able to hold back until now. May God increase you in Jesus' name.